Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a Podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by Orock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Orock. And I'm Michael Gray, the head writer of Orock. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry, I should not have taken a long pause. The one, <laughs> the one time I don't do the pause in the intro. How dare you? Whoops. <laughs> How's it going, Michael? Um, fine, I guess. I, I, yeah. I hope I sound okay during this podcast. I, I think I should be fine, oh. so we'll see. Yeah, I was wondering if, if you wanted to talk about uh, the incident at all. Um, I was involved in, like, a car crash-style incident, and so I'm still not sure... Gosh, I even forget the word. <laughs> Whatever the... Disoriented! Oh, no. That's it! That's it! So I might get disoriented at times. But, you know, it, it's hard to tell, because the doctor's like, well, you're just gonna hurt a lot, and you're gonna be really tired all the time. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound any different from normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in our thirties. That's just what it's like now. <laughs> also just I, I have noticed myself being more disoriented. But on the other hand, I I don't know. I feel like I forget words more often than normal because I'm old and stuff. <laughs> so that too. Oh. See, that's why we edit the podcast though, so whenever any of us blanks on something, the listener has no idea. That's actually really good. I, I honestly do not listen to the podcasts. Uh, I, I, I didn't think you did. No, I'm in the podcasts. So, yeah. no, there, I, there, there's a lot of post production work where I edit out awkward pauses and stuff like that, so the listener uh, doesn't get to enjoy parts where one of us says something and then the other one thinks about it for like thirty seconds before figuring out what to say because we both do that uh, a lot. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you. You seem to be doing okay, at least. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like that was really scary. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm personally very grateful. Uh, it, you know, wasn't worse. I guess. Yeah. Ugh. It's not great though. Yeah. It's on and off. I I suppose I was great Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, like Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. That's not how the days of the week go. Um, Tuesday yeah, through Thursday, I, mean, that's, that's I was fine. I was fine, uh, yeah. and then uh, on Friday, I just I tried watching TV. I just binge watched, and then uh, Saturday Sunday, I was kind of totally out of it. So um, I guess I wasn't ready for oh. watching TV for eight hours or however much I watched. What were you watching, if if I may ask? Um, the Peacemaker that. John Cena show on the John Cena superhero show. Yeah. Very much adult only though. So it's, it's like out of character for me to watch something (laughs) Uh. with so much swearing and such. Yeah. I think that will. Yeah. Good, good time to watch it though. If no one else was around. Basically. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been a, uh, a pretty interesting month for us. uh, Video game wise. It's been an amazing month. Actually. I feel kind of upset that I, been missing so much of what happened 
Uh, yeah, that's right. Because you, yeah, you haven't been on social media all that much uh, since since the incident. And I think you were already uh, taking a break from social media anyway, so you kind of had like a double break. It's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, ugh, social media was kind of really terrible. I'm glad I took the break <laughs> when I decided to. Sure. Probably, yeah, I was gonna ask how has how have people been doing online, but I'm guessing they're they haven't changed one bit. <laughs> Because it's no, the it, it hasn't been long enough. You're gonna have to wait, you know, fifty, sixty, eight hundred years before things get better. On yeah, like, okay. and all that. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if we made. I don't know if we made like a joke. We probably made a joke along this line somewhere in the uh, cat president. But I noticed that it's like mm. you'll have a person who has just the one thing they really care about, like. I don't know, trains or something. And every single one mm-hmm. of their, like, Twitter posts somehow relates to trains. It's like, well, the president said something. They they, they changed the subject to trains and, and such like that. <laughs> I don't know why I use trains as the example, but... Which is ironic, because I believe uh, the, the current president is, in fact, a big fan of trains. He is a big fan of trains. Maybe that's why I brought it up, because I noticed it's one of those things like he'll just bring up all the time, <laughs> if you just let him. And ice cream, too. Yeah, um, here in uh, in Ithaca, uh, at the Cornell Dairy, we at least, at one point, we might still have this, had an ice cream flavor named for him. Uh, I think before he was president, I could be wrong, but it was like he stopped by here uh, to give a talk or, or something, and we named we named an ice cream after him, and, and there was a big photo op with him eating it here. Though I guess now now that I've seen all the photo ops of him eating ice cream uh, all across the country, it doesn't really doesn't really seem as special as it once did. <laughs> he just came by because he was told there was ice cream. He didn't actually know it was like a political uh, stop at all. <laughs> to be fair there is a lot of really good ice cream in this area uh so i i mean if he if he's doing an ice cream tour uh uh, ithaca new york is the place to stop i understand yeah that's where ice cream historically has been located yeah well we got lots of lots of dairy farms in the area lots of homemade ice cream yeah i guess i was referring to like pre the ability to freeze things ice cream had to come from places like new york and canada where it was cold enough, where it made a bit more sense that you'd actually have some ice around. I don't know if that makes sure. sense. Sure. Yeah. But then, like, is that that is that the sort of climate you want to be eating ice cream in, though, if it's already that cold to begin with? Like, because ice cream is such a summer thing. You mm. know, that is a good question, because I don't know why we're talking about ice cream instead of our games or something. The <laughs> podcast about eating ice cream and making ice cream uh, and making I-, <laughs> I mean i could tell you about the ice cream my wife just made last weekend oh my that actually sounds pretty good yeah uh we made uh she made some some homemade uh black raspberry ice cream from black raspberries that she had harvested from our yard uh last last year that we'd frozen mm. that's all uh and a couple months ago we made pine needle ice cream that was a disaster anyway what's the thing you were gonna say (laughs) oh no you you mentioned ice cream being sort of like a seasonal thing i know okay i've been told that in poland they have ice cream year round but that's because it doesn't get warm enough in Mm -hmm. summer for it to be like oh wow it's really warm let's get some ice cream but i do know that the ice cream stores 
I do wonder how they managed to survive during the winter, because my favorite ice cream store did not survive the winter, but it seems that some of them managed oh. to. Yeah, we, we we do have a few places here that are open year-round, um, but a lot of them also just shut down for the winter. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing in that time. Maybe, maybe they're in their labs uh, cooking up new ice cream flavors. Yeah, I just... My question is, how do they actually not get, like, evicted during the six months where they're not doing anything? They just hope nobody comes in and mm. buys the store, or is there, like, a wintertime-only <laughs> business that takes over for the other six months of the year? Oh. Like, back rubs for hibernating yeah, like... <laughs> bears or something? I don't know. <laughs> what would a winter business be? Snowman hat say... store? I was gonna say Christmas trees, but I suppose <laughs> back rubs for hibernating bears is also a possibility. Yeah, the Santas, that would make more Man, sense. how do we get into that business? We do, we actually do have bears in the area, so who knows? Should we talk about video games at some point, or what do you, what do you say? I don't know. Um, yeah, video games. We had big video game news, and I, I think you were able to promote the video game news, and I, I did less promotion of the video game news, which is sad, but also some of it was super exciting, too. Yeah, so we have our very first console release. Uh, the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World is now available on Switch. It's on the Playstations. It's on all the Xboxes. Uh, you can play it, like, everywhere now. It's really cool. And we didn't have to do, like, any work to make it happen, so that's even better. For the for the very first time in Orock Studios history, we worked with a publisher who uh, took care of the porting process uh, for us. Uh, which, of course, does mean that if anyone listening has any questions about how to port games to consoles, uh, we will not be able to answer them. Well, I understand but... that's part of the benefit of RenPy is it's very easy to port to consoles. Or at least it can port to... I don't even know what Linux is, but I'm told RenPy is really good at porting to it. <laughs> oh, sure. All Our games are all um, by default on PC, Mac, and Linux. I, I put all those builds on Steam just when I when I create a build of the game. RenPy just does all that automatically. Yeah, it's it, um, it's good with that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's sort of been the big excitement this month. <laughs> so I guess you you haven't been following on uh, on social media, as you said. So um, I will say I haven't seen a lot of like new reviews of the game coming up. But whenever I do a search for the game on Twitter, what I see now is like a billion posts from people who have like automated things to, to set up to post whenever they unlock an achievement in a game. Hmm. So now there's just a ton of social media posts. It's like, I unlocked the Platinum Trophy in the Pizza Delivery Boy on PlayStation. Uh, and some of them are literally just like, I started playing the Pizza Delivery Boy. I finished playing the Pizza Delivery Boy. Nice. Uh, and there's like all these different guides for how to unlock all the trophies and achievements, uh, which are kind of hysterical because... If that's what you're after, you can pretty much just speed run through the game, and I think uh, a lot of these videos are three minutes. You can do it in three minutes to get all the achievements if that's all you're interested in. Uh, apparently, that's a big selling point on consoles. Isn't that the game where you you can pick a specific name for the main character to get an achievement? You can. Okay, so that actually uh, that actually goes into one of the things I was going to talk about with this game, which is uh, stuff that we changed for the console release. Oh, uh, and that 
I think that was one of them. We made a few changes to achievements, um, and I believe we got rid of the joke achievement for naming your character John Cena. Okay. Um, we also got rid of the achievement for, um, what was it, clicking on our social media icons on the main menu uh, because uh, the publisher asked us to remove the <laughs> social media icons from the main menu. Uh, so... Yeah, so the game has a, a few fewer achievements than the Steam release uh, as a result. I think the ones that are in there are basically just all the ones for choosing various options in the game. I understand <laughs> that uh, people have been ha- having a hard time with literally the worst at pizza. That achievement where you mess up the pizza <laughs> slicing game. I think there are three levels of that game. And I, I just saw a bunch of people are having trouble with that. Really? I hadn't seen that. Yeah, when I searched for uh, the pizza delivery boy, I that was like one of the two things I saw. Um, the other thing I saw was what my wife commented on, was the rating. She said, it's just like, oh man, it's got an average rating of like 1.83 out of 5. And then it had like oh. 97% thumbs up rate. I'm like, wait a minute, those two don't even Where was kind this? of match. What was this on? I, whatever I looked... Where did you see this? Whatever I looked on my phone at the airport the other day. Ah. I'm extremely offended by whatever website this was. I didn't see this at all. Now I have to find it. Who dare? Who dares? Who dares? I don't know. I assume that was one of those strange... I don't know how Metacritic works, but... I, I was guessing that it's like, okay, well, the, the people who played the game give it, like, 93% of the people give it a thumbs up, but I guess maybe mm. the, the super critics don't like it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I suspect, too, we're seeing a bit of, uh, you know how, like, we get a sort of bias against us within the visual novel community because we don't have, uh, a, you know, a traditional art style. Uh, I think that we there's also a bias against visual novels as a whole in the gaming community as a whole from the people who don't think they're real video games. So I think we're kind of getting hit on both like the macro and micro level there, as it were. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those negative ratings are from people who, like, for example, are just playing through to get the quick achievements, but they're like, actually, this isn't a real video game. This is crap. It's just a, this is just a book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, whatever. I mean, they still paid for the game, so... <laughs> I'm happy I could boost your gamer score, I guess. It, yeah, it's weird, because... I mean, coming up with achievements is kind of difficult, to, sort of to the point where it's like, is it really worth it? But there are people who care. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with, like, trading cards, right? It It might not be something that we are interested in, but it's the sort of thing that if we add it to a game... Uh, more people will buy the game as like a direct result of this of this kind of silly thing. So, you know, whatever. Don't we <laughs> need... give people what they want? I guess. Yeah. Don't we need like a specific amount of? Uh, you mean like the uh, the achievement? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Achievement. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I'm not sure what it is on PlayStation, not on Xbox. You have to have like a game. It's like each game has a gamer score of 1,000 points. Um. And I don't think we, I, I think the publisher just sort of assigned point values to all the achievements. I don't think we did that. Uh, I don't recall. Uh, 
And then on PlayStation, um, there's like a platinum trophy that you get if you get all the other trophies, and then the other trophies uh, ass- are assigned values like gold, silver, and bronze. Um, Interesting, yeah. And there's there's probably some sort of guideline you're supposed to follow on how many gold, how many bronze, etc. you have. Uh, but we didn't have to worry about that either. This is this this is why this is such a great project. We didn't have to do much of anything. We we did have a, a couple of changes though, like the different ending. Unless I'm mistaken, yes. that's sort of the big. You are big not thing. mistaken. <laughs> yeah, we um we came up with a new. Or I sh- we I mean you wrote it uh, a new post credit scene that is exclusive to the console release of the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World. Just just a little bonus for anyone who um, might have played the original Steam release and is, is also checking this one out. Sort of a thank you to those people. Uh, Victoria was apparently very surprised by it. <laughs> I must not have told her that we did that. <laughs> Victoria, the um, being the model who played uh, one of the main characters, Finley. Yeah, yeah. Because I think she, mm-hmm. for the Steam release, we got like a, a special picture of her for the ending, the post credit scene. Right, and I don't think that's used. Is it? It might be in this one too. So that's that's the funny thing. So for for you you all listening at home, like this game just came out, but um, we did our work on this. Like this, I mean, this has been like a year long process. So we finished all the stuff we had been we needed to do on our end. Like I think it was like in May last year. I just saw. So this isn't all quite. It is uh, definitely super May. Fresh yeah, yeah, mind. yeah. It's it was May, and then. Yeah. I don't know if we had to sign like an NDA or something like that. That could be why we weren't. I don't. Are we allowed to talk about the game now yeah. that it's out? <laughs> we definitely can now. I'm not even sure there was a big NDA. It, it was more just. Uh, I I generally feel kind of hesitant to to talk about projects that far in advance, or or especially projects that I I have no idea when or even if they're going to come out. Like it just it feels weird to me. Um, but then. The release also ended up kind of coming out of nowhere, so <laughs> maybe it would have been good if we had been talking about it a little in advance. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that was that was one of the big things we did is that Michael wrote and I programmed a new uh, post credit scene for the game where uh, Doug is going on a, a blind date, I believe, at the pizza restaurant sometime after the events of the game. Yes, I have the... Whatever you call it, the first version of the... Uh, I, I did not update my files on my computer for it. So <laughs> I I wanted Mr. Ami to sort of appear in the post credit scene. But uh, he, he does not appear in the post credit scene. It's very sad. Oh, did I, did I kick Mr. Ami out? I think he got cut out. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, see, this is like, can, okay... You can blame me if you want. That's it, fine. It was, it was 11... 10 months ago yeah yeah i was looking at the emails earlier today we went back and forth through a lot of revisions for this one tiny scene yeah it's <laughs> it took like us two kind pages. of a while to, to yeah. land on something that we were both happy with yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm looking at the email <laughs> we must have been like really grouchy at the time because all the all our responses are uh how's this okay i had a few thoughts and then i made some changes and then your turn and then another draft and then your turn again why is this so hard (laughs) took us took us a little while at this point i don't know what was going on in may that we were we were being so yeah oh may 2021 something terrible must have been going on i'm sure 
Probably, I mean, it's, probably pandemic related. It's 2021. <laughs> everything was terrible. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, and looking at this email thread too, I'm reminded that um, so besides the new uh, post credit scene, we also had to make a few changes throughout the script. Um, uh, we're generally pretty careful about not using uh, copywritten names or images in our games, but um, the publisher did want us to change the... We had some references to uh, Star Wars and Stranger Things in, like, one scene, um, so we ended up rewriting that to make it a little more generic. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, it was... The, the scene was dangerously close to getting dated as well, uh, because we... The uh, original line was... Uh, so this is, this is Doug describing what he did with uh, his future self, who had time-traveled into the past. Uh, so Doug's talking about how uh, my my future self and I watched Stranger Things for a bit, but he ruined it for me by talking about the series finale three years from now. What a jerk. Uh, after that, we went on lo- online and gave all the good spoilers for the upcoming Star Wars movie. Can you believe Jar Jar was Luke's real father all along? Not many people believed us, but once it's released, they'll think we're the best guessers ever. I remember there was like an original draft of that joke, which is like, uh, what, Anakin is a not the father or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> and it was originally um, Game of Thrones also, That's not right, uh, Stranger but Things, but I think like... Game of Thrones ending came out that <laughs> year, right? Yeah. So we didn't want the game to already be dated, like when it was released. Okay, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones finale was May 2019. And uh, the game came out 2018, so yeah, the finale was close yeah. enough, I suppose. So uh, I don't know. I, c- I can read the uh, the new lines, or, or should I save that for people to enjoy and find for themselves? I've already forgotten what the new lines are. We can do that. All right. We probably went back and forth uh, so, on so, it. So yeah, got the line about it sounds great. No, see, this scene I think we went pretty quick. It was it was the post credit scene we were grouchy about. This one we nailed right away. Uh, so, uh, the line about Stranger Things got changed to, uh, my future self and I binged a bunch of TV shows that were no longer available in this era because the streaming services had been shut down, which, which I kind of like that because this was like, I think when we were writing this, this is on the heels of things like, uh, like what, like CISO and Quibbly getting shut down and all of those shows that were on those services just like evaporating into nothing. Uh, so I thought that was kind of appropriate. And I mean, it's pretty easy to see something like that, too. You know, a future 20 years from now where like Netflix and Hulu have merged, Disney Plus is gone and like there's just a ton of shows that are available right now that are no longer available. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it Um, it definitely makes sense. I know there's I think on TV tropes, they call it keep circulating the tapes, which is the trope for a show that just can't possibly (laughs) be released either on like you know, DVD or on, on streaming. Right. Especially the, like, old shows. The, it's just impossible to get the rights, uh, I guess, streaming rights for those shows, too. And then for uh, the other line about Star Wars spoilers, that got changed to, uh, uh, after that, we messed around on social media for a bit, and he was pleasantly surprised by how nice everyone is <laughs> compared to how they are in the future. Yikes. Oh, man. We just made that <laughs> kinda, joke at the start of this Kind of goes well with what we yeah. were... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely the joke. Is just as bad as things are right now in in future Doug's time. They're somehow like a magnitude worse. Just, which feels also like a pretty real prediction to me. 
Uh, so yeah, so so like I said, some script changes, and there were uh, a few. Uh, there was a background image too. The um, the scene in Doug's living room, you know, the scene where it would like the one where he has all those framed pictures of pizzas on the wall. That that background. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in the in the Steam version, I had, there was like a Wii a Wii U and a 3DS visible in the background. So I edited those out for the console release. Uh, so so nobody would get in trouble over that. Pretty pretty minor stuff, but yeah, I do like how he's got like a a, a donut pillow there. It's the best. <laughs> I love that donut pillow. I mean that that's that was my uh that was my living room in my apartment in California. Is <laughs> uh, the same apartment that um the second awkward Steve game was filmed in. Don't turn your back on the ocean. Uh, I think that donut pillow actually appears in all, in that as well, just because I love it so much. Yeah, so that. I feel like the interesting, or no, the crazy news was, like, we're on, like, Nintendo.com, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that is, that is pretty cool. I think you, yeah. You would, you would made a post on Facebook, I think, about how, how much your, uh, your, your childhood self would have been impressed by that. Yeah. It would have been pretty amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah, it took me a while to, to realize that, because I'd forgotten that, almost forgotten the game had come out. Or was planning to come out. Well, like I was saying too, I mean, we didn't get like a, a huge notice. I think we got like a, a week's notice that it was coming out. So, I mean, it was it was it was almost as out of nowhere for us as it was for the people listening to this right now. Yeah, no, that's, that that was just just cool. <laughs> and and then the other video game news. Do we have other video game news? Uh, well, I was just going to say that. Uh, the Lost Oregon City Gold is finished, and it's coming out in a couple weeks. <laughs> Speaking of game releases, yeah, I, I big, think I big sent year you, for us. I sent you like five changes. I suppose. <laughs> Sorry yes. about that. Earlier today. No, no, not a problem. Um, I need to. I have. I need to upload uh, at least one more build anyway to take care of a couple minor things. So, okay. Um, I saw in your email that the changes don't look like. Like they're not like big changes, so I can I can dash those off and oh yeah yeah there's like a the the yeah I think it was scene bonus twenty three underscore two I accidentally had <laughs> that twice instead of underscore two and then followed by underscore three so dumb copy pasting yeah. mistake yeah and yeah we had a couple capitalization inconsistencies so so really really major stuff. Really huge game-breaking glitches. Yeah, no, it's just big news. We've got a release date for the Lost Oregon City Gold. That's that's pretty exciting yeah. that the game is this close. Yeah, April April the twelfth. Jeez. So if you if we include Pizza Boy, that's going to be our what like third release in like four months, right? Because uh, Too Many Santas was at the end of December. Yeah. Well, people really do seem to be treating pizza boy as like a totally different new thing too which i it's okay you could get it on computer but still i mean i guess the people who haven't heard of it uh the computer version to them it just seems like a totally new big different thing yeah i mean i i think we are i think we're just you know kind of reaching a different audience on the consoles than we were on the steam releases um so i think i think yeah it is reaching people who had not heard of the game before so as far as i know it is brand new which yeah, works totally fine for me. Yeah, I mean, getting new new people to buy our games is great. If people want to just, you know, buy the same game 
game twice on different uh, things, <laughs> that's great too. Like if you if you have a Mac and a PC and you want to buy our games, all of our games for both, just <laughs> feel free. We will not stop you. <laughs> Do not don't listen to Michael. If you bought it on Steam, you already have it on both. It's okay. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that. So if you would set up a second Man, that would Steam be account, cool if there was a way to yeah. there should there should be a way to buy something for all systems simultaneously. That would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, three three games in four months, three releases in four months. I should say that's that's pretty big, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting because I. I I hope this isn't too disappointing for me to say, but we we don't have any games coming out anytime soon after Oregon City. Yes. <laughs> as far as I know, we don't. We're not very far in any other projects at the at the current moment. Yeah, I meant to email you something, but then I didn't. Um, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're good for now. If we uh, don't release anything else till the end of the year, I think we've we've done all right. And I can say it's it's sort of been a relief to like delete the hundreds upon hundreds of Oregon City photos off of my phone. I feel like, oh man, hey, I've got <laughs> My phone has so much more space on it now. What happened? Here, Here's a question for you. Um, I, I have no idea how well Pizza Boy on consoles is selling. Um, one, one, there was someone on Twitter who was like, who has said they want to see a sequel now. What, have, we, have we talked about this before? What a, what a sequel to this game would even look like? Would it be like the pizza delivery boy who saves the universe? Would it be? Oh, wow. or I guess he not he wouldn't be a pizza delivery boy anymore. Yeah, like how would a sequel even work? Because this isn't a game that really lends itself to a franchise in the same way that Cat President did, for example. Definitely. I mean, it's it's a very kind of beginning to end story. It's it wasn't really there's not really an open ending that that leads itself naturally to a sequel. Um. I was going to say, one would be the post credit scene for the uh, the original Steam release. Mm. That seemed to be like a sequel bait joke thing. Uh, yeah, that was the only idea I had. That, that yeah. is like that, and sort of like Back to the Future 2, our character gets taken to the alternate evil future where um, with President Ami, oh, as, sure. you know, the, the villain has taken <laughs> over the world. And I don't think that guy's on Fiverr anymore. I don't know if I could get him to take new pictures. Oh, no. That could be tough. Because <laughs> I, I think I was looking into it before for uh, maybe Oregon City Trail, right? Because one of the characters had didn't it have Mr. Ami as a placeholder image at one point. Yes, I think so. I think I was actually looking into it to see if he was still around and I couldn't find him. Oh, no. How sad. Yeah. I guess we could always uh, make it like Mr. Ami's son or something. Yeah, no, his daughter, because cause wasn't the big plot twist going to be mm. that Olivia is his daughter? Spoilers for the sequel we're not making. Was it? Was it? That's going to be the plot twist in the sequel. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why we only refer to the, the person as... That's why Finley, in in like the ending, says... Ugh. President Ami is, is causing problems. Oh... Well, I thought the other oh, idea for... I'm not sure I knew that. The other idea I floated for a sequel was, like, Doug tries to find out what happened to the one co-worker he actually did like, but who, for whatever reason, <laughs> did not appear in the first game. 
Yes. Let's just turn it into, let's use it as like a, a backdoor pilot for Francie Drew. It just turns into a Francie Drew mystery game. <laughs> well, anyway, that's not something we're actually seriously considering at this moment. Just, uh, just something that had come up. Yeah, I still, I'm not sure what our criteria is for whether or not something deserves a sequel or not. Well, I guess we'll find out when we sure. see what the sales for Pizza Delivery Boy are. So yeah, well, I, th- I think too it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if the game sells well, they maybe the publisher would be interested in exploring some of our other games too. I mean, we have a lot of them. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe instead of a Pizza Boy sequel, they'd be interested in porting some more of our games. I think you usually with game sales, you want to wait like three months anyway, because the first two months tend to be hyperinflated sales. Is that it? Yeah, I could be wrong. <laughs> I think it I may, it might even be shorter than that. Like on Steam, we see our most like sales within like the first week, and then it all, it stops dropping off pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, I would buy that too. Um, but I don't at this moment have direct access to to the sales figures. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've, I have absolutely no idea. Like I said, we haven't released a game on consoles before, so I have no idea how how this is going to do. It'll be interesting. Uh, let's see. Any any? Did you have any other video game news uh, this month that you wanted to talk about? I did. So I've been working on Pride and Prejudice and Murder. So this is uh, awesome. sort of, I guess, a sequel to the Courting of Miss Bennett. I've been doing it with Abigail. Oh, Abigail. Abigail Fuller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is in the Lost Oregon City Gold as well, because she just. I think she does Regency cosplay. So specifically in the Oregon City gold, she's dressed in like an 1800s costume. And so naturally she knows about Pride and Prejudice. She and I, I guess, both kind of enjoy reading terrible Pride and Prejudice sequels and books and and, and (laughs) stuff like that. So um, we basically got together and outlined what a Pride and Prejudice and murder would be like. The premise is it's Let's see, the original book ends with uh, the two main characters getting engaged, and so the the premise of the game is that, hey, it's the big wedding day, and somebody ends up dead, and you kind of have to solve the murder mystery before the wedding can take place. And we have uh, three to four different different pathways with, with different culprits, and we sort of split it up half and half. So, um... It's really interesting because I some of this stuff was just old, if that makes sense. So, like, I'd written the the Wickham pathway. It looks like August eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. So I'd completely forgotten uh, about it. And one of the comments I was going to say, I was worried that it might end up feeling weird because two different people wrote different pathways. I was hoping it wouldn't be super obvious and apparent that there are different authors for different mm-hmm. chapters or different pathways. But I noticed her pathway sort of started with a joke about Mr. Collins having horrible snoring. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, that checks out. That fits in with what I've written. So he's he's one of those characters everybody likes to make fun of. Well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, actually, because I, I feel like a lot of bigger visual novels, actually, like... Not not like indie stuff, but like stuff made by big companies that that have the resources to hire a bunch of writers. I think a lot of them actually do have like it, writers working on like each individual pathway, each like individual character that you can romance. 
Uh, I think a lot of those like kind of work independently like that. So um, I don't. It's not. It's not yeah, totally it's interesting. Because how do you? How do they handle it when other characters appear in the pathway? I guess. So like you it's know, a great question. <laughs> I think I think that might have been like one review of a uh, cat president where somebody notices like okay. In the DJ Nibbles pathway, wow, Rover seems like a totally different character. And it's like, there's a reason for that. I wrote Rover's pathway after writing the DJ Nibbles pathway. And so I had no idea what Rover's personality was yet. Well, we we even make it a, you made it a point in the um, bonus pathway of Cat President. To, you mentioned how, um, what, how the main character personality changes quite a bit from pathway to pathway. Um, like how how she's uh loses uh, a lot of brain cells in one of the pathways, and Rover's then in one pathway. of the other ones, her friend is kind of the kind of the dumb one, and these things happen, I guess. So I don't know. I I just wonder if that means that um people playing reading the game will will be more forgiving of it than than maybe you would think, just because that's it's something that they're familiar with, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hope I hope that's the case. I, I just. I just thought it is funny how completely independent of each other we both make jokes at the expense of this character, Mr. Collins. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't think she read my stuff ahead of time. I don't think she knows. I, I made quite a bit of fun of him. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, so how, how has that process been working? Like, you do you write like your entire pathway and then like go back and read what she's written or is it like you guys you know write a little bit and then check over each other's stuff how how's that working out it was what's the really, what's the process like it was it was strange um so gosh the first 3 chapters are sort of like the intro i guess i mean at the end of chapter 3 that's where the game splits up into four different pathways and so mm-hmm. We always decided, okay, I'll just write two of the pathways and she'll write two of the pathways. Well, then how do we split up the first three intro chapters in half? And it was, um, I just wrote the, I wrote chapter three in the first half of chapter one. And then she wrote like the second half of chapter one and then uh, the chapter two. And I know there were a couple things, problems we ran into. Like, I had Charlotte as a narrator when I wrote the first half of chapter one, and that didn't mesh with what she wanted at the end of chapter one, because mm. at the end of chapter one, the victim gets killed, and it's like, no, we need a character who's not, because Charlotte is, like, one of the pathways, and one of, I think she's one of the culprits, I suppose. I don't know if that's a spoiler okay. or not. Right, so then you wouldn't want her to be the narrator if she's one of the suspects. Yeah, because it otherwise, you know, in one of the pathways, she's actually close to the victim where the victim dies or, or, or such like that. Yeah. So I had to switch the narrator to, to somebody else. I just switched to, like, third person, no narrator whatsoever. But that tripped up the uh, beta testers. Or at least the people who had who played through chapter one, they, they didn't quite understand. They're like, okay, who's the narrator? I can't figure it out. And I think I also used like a gratuitous um we. Like, okay, dear reader, let's see what happens next. I I did a phrase like that and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That confused people. It's like who who's talking right now? It's like, well obviously it's the author. <laughs> <laughs> not not the narrator, because there is no narrator at this point. I I don't know. So 
it made sense in my head, but not them. Yeah. Uh, also, the other, I think, major issue was um, Georgiana's pearls, which are a clue in one of the pathways, but it, it's found in Chapter 3. But in her, like, Anne pathway, the, the, the narrator discovers this clue. I'm like, well, no, 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 I, I already put that in chapter number three. That's a continuity error. So we had to switch it. But anyway. and, um, how, are, how are you kind of like managing the workflow? Like, is it, are you emailing like Word documents back and forth? Or are you just kind of writing it all in like a Google Doc kind of thing? Or, or how's that working? Yeah, it was all in Google Doc. Yeah, so you can kind of like peek in on on the other person's uh, story mm-hmm. and dialogue and kind of see where, where they're at and what they're doing. Yeah, so basically when she finished um, writing it, I uh, I took the stuff and then programmed it. That worked because it gave me an opportunity to like review what had been written uh, at the same time that I was you know programming in choices and such, programming in puzzles. I'm happy to hear that 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 seems to be progressing pretty well. That's cool. And if you want me to send anything about the next games or whatever, I'll I'll try to get that done tonight and send it your way mm-hmm. too. Well, we'll we'll get there when we, we get there. I know you're pretty busy right now. Oh. Yeah, I've got to catch up on stuff because I wasn't allowed to look at a computer for the last two weeks. So. Yeah, no, no, don't yeah. don't worry about it. I'm I've been I've been keeping myself busy got like four goosebumps reviews to do man actually yeah (laughs) absolutely no rush uh i've been i've been doing a lot of my own writing and i actually started coding the uh the game that i've been writing too that's that's been fun i actually have a working uh point and click adventure inventory system in my game now i figured it out i did it i cracked the code yes what what system are you using is that i'm using ren renpy what you've got Tell me how to do that for the. Uh... <laughs> I did. It's all screens. Oh, all yeah. screens. I have code that says you have this item, and then you go into a screen, and it checks to see if you have this item. And if you do, it adds an icon for the item on the screen. Uh, if you click on the item, it turns your cursor into that item, and then you can go back and use that on different things in the main game. Um. It took nice. a it took a bit of testing to get it to work, but it's pretty much there, and I'm I'm so happy about it. I, I, I this game is not going to be finished for several years, so that's why I'm not talking about it too much. But I was I was so pleased with myself for getting the uh, the adventure game uh, inventory thing working. Well, that is farther than like the escape room game ever went. So <laughs> yes, I'm, I mean I. I <laughs> to give you another idea of how far I've gotten, so writing-wise, uh, the first path, the intro and first pathway are done. The second pathway is uh, a third to a half done out of three pathways. So, uh, and coding, I have coded, I believe, the first four pages. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a little while. So I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to. It's it's like the thing with Pizza Boy, right? I just I feel it feels weird to talk about something that I know is is so so far away. Uh, I just I don't want to yeah build it up too much too early. Um, but but yeah, the adventure the uh, the inventory system's really cool. 
And it's something that we could probably use for future games as well. Like now that I I sort of have have it figured out, uh, it would probably copy over pretty well to another game. Yeah, we kind of toyed with that idea, I suppose, with the Oregon City Golds, but yeah, I don't think we use items enough. Our, our character picks up items and carries them around, but basically, what it does, the game does, is has it via menu. So it's like, okay, you can use item one, two, three, four. Yeah, you can use the penny. You can use the the toilet plunger and <laughs> such. Yeah, and that and that that works totally fine. Um, and like, yeah, as you said, there's no, only so many times you need to use items in the game, so it might not have been worthwhile to get the inventory system up and running for that. Because I mean, it did take me like a week <laughs> to get this totally functional. So, so so anyway, that's that's why I'm saying don't don't worry too much about getting our next project lined up. Because I'm I'm happy tootling around on on this game in the meantime. So take care of whatever you need to take care of. Yeah, well, I've got two things on my, like, overall to-do list, and then I have three more of the video game, like, writing things or testing things or whatnot, so... Yeah. Cool. Anyway, maybe next month right. we'll we'll get to the next stop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Should we ta- answer these listener questions? We have listener questions, sure, tell me them. We have two of them. All right, uh, this one we... We sort of talked about already, so uh, this this should be quick. Uh, Timothy Mark, our friend Timothy on Discord, asks, uh, "What was behind the choice to port Pizza Boy to console over your other games?" Uh, and I can happily and easily answer that one in saying that it's the game the publisher wanted. <laughs> uh, I had I had previously pitched uh, the Cat President games, but they were more interested in Pizza Boy, uh, so that's the one we went with. That's pretty much uh, the beginning and end of it. Hmm. Timothy also had a another question for us, and I think this one might be geared more towards you, Michael. Um, when you take photos inside businesses slash in public, how do you go about securing permission? I want to make make something using real photos, but I'm not sure how to go about that aspect. And and I and I say you would be good to answer this, Michael, because I know you were doing that. You know, as as you were working on uh, or the Oregon City Gold, you were getting in touch with, like, the Oregon City, what, like, Historical Department or, or Parks and Rec or whoever yeah, to Parks specifically and Rec. to get permission for all... So yeah. Parks and Rec um, gave me blanket permission for, like, all the sites that they own slash operate. And I believe there's one location in the game that doesn't belong to the city. Um, but the Ermatinger house, I had to contact them specifically. I was told they they're the ones that get to decide anything that happens on their particular property. Um, mm. There's even like an empty lot in the game, which the city of Oregon city owns. So <laughs> that, that feels kind of <laughs> oh, silly, but I, I, I had to double check that the city does in fact own that empty lot. Cause it's been empty for such a long time <laughs> that I, I guess nobody owns it anymore, but yeah. Yeah. So this um, is, this was like, you were just, were you just like emailing people or were you actually talking to people on the phone? I think it was just email because it would have been during the pandemic. Yeah. I know I went and visited like the Parks yeah. and Recs headquarters, but nobody was there, which is fine because sure. their headquarters was at the cemetery. So I took pictures at the cemetery. There, There is a uh, specific coffee chain that we did not get permission to use. Very sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had some good jokes with them, too. And it was it was all good things. We were saying only good things about them, but... They mm-hmm. they 
they were it, it seemed like what they were they were supportive of the game but they they couldn't sign off on us using their name and likeness in the game yeah i i'd ask too late i suppose i guess if i'd asked like <laughs> you know a year or six months earlier it might have been fine mm-hmm. but um i think they went public which uh makes oh. makes, makes uh it just a hassle yeah that's that's something i keep thinking about with my game too um i have a few spots where i just kind of have like in the uh in the script design document whatever you want to call it just sort of a big chunk that just says secure the rights before you actually start to write this scene because there's a lot of spots where I'm like, well, I know there's no point in designing a puzzle for this museum if the people who run the museum aren't going to allow me to use the museum in the game. Um, but it's like it's it's such a weird thing because I don't want to ask too soon because then I'm afraid like, I don't know, it's it just seems weird to me to get permission to do something to release in a game like four years later, you know, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. kind of saving that till till. Till I have to, I guess. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to take over the answer there. No, 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 your yours makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. I basically, like I said, I, I got, like, blanket permission from Parks and Rec, and that pretty much limited yeah. where I wanted to, to take pictures. Because, like, okay, well, I don't really want to ask anybody else, so let's just <laughs> take pictures on as much Parks and Rec property as possible. Well, you were able to get a ton of locations out of it. I mean, there's a lot of places you get to uh, visit and explore in this game. So it seems like that, mm-hmm. that blank permission got you pretty far. So that, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why I did when finding sites for the game, too, is I just checked on their website what are the places they have. <laughs> I think some of the places closed, like the Rose Farm, I believe. The Rose Farm Museum is now completely closed, which we visit in the game. Oops. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's been updated from permanently closed to temporarily closed. Hey. I like that. Maybe it's coming <laughs> back. Maybe there will be a renewed interest in it after our game comes out. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, do you do you think we're gonna have people like going to these places in real life? Do you remember uh Cat President 2? There's like this random library that shows up in the game and then after somebody streamed it we got a picture from someone who was watching the stream because they they went to the library and took a picture there. I wonder, (laughs) it would be so cool if we got that kind of thing for Oregon City Gold. That would make me so happy. I I love when that happens. Everybody goes to to, to Four Seasons after uh, playing Cat President 2. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see people taking a a selfie with the... uh, Oh gosh, not the 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 two uh the two cows, not cows, whatever they were. Uh oxen, yes, the, the oxen at oxen, uh, the, the end oxen. of the Oregon Trail National whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to see selfies with them. Oh, that would be that would be cool. Um all right, I think that's it for for questions. Um and I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argolfumpf, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, and at least one of them on consoles now. Uh-oh, am I going to have to update my outro? Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> uh, or you could just visit orock.com for the complete library. Although, again, the console game is not mentioned on there, so that's something I need to update. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, my whole system is falling apart. Oh no, oh no. 
Our theme song is by Fifth Avenue. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at orrock.com. Is there anything you would like to add, Michael? Thanks for the nice feedback. I don't know. It Like Victoria said, she got a bunch of nice feedback. So I'm wondering yeah. where she got that from. I guess maybe it's so why on aren't they Twitch. Telling us? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be on Twitch. I mean, they could they could give the nice feedback to her. That's fine. She's like the more interesting main character. <laughs> yeah, between the three of us, she's the more interesting in general. Oh, we forgot to mention the game is rated the it's rated T for teen. Yeah, I I was surprised by oh. that. It's true. Uh and <laughs> yeah, that was that was a funny thing. I had to I had to fill out a survey for um for uh any I don't want to say adult content, but I guess for the game's content in general. Uh and we got dinged because there's like one scene, one bad ending where uh <laughs> God, where uh, the main character gets killed and there's there's talk about all this blood and then how your blood is mixing with the blood of your future self. And I think it's like basically that scene by itself gave us the teen rating. Yeah, I remember because I think in the original script, I left a comment. It's like, is this too gory? Is this too <laughs> wrong? And you're like, no, it's, yeah. it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And now kiddos won't be able to play our game. Yeah, we should have rewritten that ending, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else, too. I guess there's also um, a building explodes at one point that might also be considered yeah, a violent right. act, and that that would have been a lot harder to edit out of the game, so... Yeah, that would have been super impossible to... Uh, maybe not super yeah. impossible. Well, it would, have, it would have involved some more rewrites and script changes there. Yeah, well, it looks like it's T for Teen because of uh, violence, blood, and crude humor. What? Crude humor. Are there, like, fart jokes or something in this? Come on. God, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I mean, I must have I must have marked down something for that. Yeah. Yeah, there is kidnapping at one point. Yeah. That's true. There is also kidnapping. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it was it the guy on 12th Avenue who answers the door wearing nothing but a smile? That was it. That joke. <laughs> Crude humor. That's what we get. Yeah, I mean, the same thing could theoretically happen to Oregon uh, City Gold, too. There, There's, like, a couple moments where bad stuff can happen, and that that's the sort of thing that could bump us up there, too. Who knows? The bad endings. Yeah, yeah. Parents, hide your kids. The pizza boy's coming to town. <laughs> that was something right, which happened to it. me in real life like three times. There there, there were people <laughs> who do not answer the door fully Wait, clothed. Three? It was like three different people? Yes. The one lady did oh, it boy. all the time, though. So, I mean, she just wore a giant <laughs> shirt. One of those large, like, sports shirts every single time. But it... It was like her boyfriend or something who ordered the pizzas for her or whatever. I think she's probably working from home, maybe. I don't know. If if, if I recall, that was the original inspiration for Finley's character. Yeah, yeah. Sort of exploring why why this person uh, is always dressed like this. Which, of course, ended up getting yeah, cut from her character. it was always character. interesting. Yeah. yeah, why somebody would be ordering pizza every single week, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 
Definitely there was the guy who just didn't bother to put on a shirt or, or pants when answering the door. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And then there was the one person who was, uh, gosh, she, she just come out of the bathtub. Uh, I don't know why you would like to be taking a bath or a shower immediately after ordering a pizza. I guess <laughs> she thought the pizza delivery boy would be way, way later. Man, taking a bath and eating pizza sounds pretty nice, though. That actually does, yeah. Maybe set up a set up a tablet somewhere, watch some of that John Cena show. That sounds great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Story will be told. When we we just got to make a full fledged pizza dating sim. <laughs> the pe- How about the pizza delivery boy who saved my heart? Oh my.